So this is really, you know, if despite all evidence for success, you still feel inadequate. You know, he's someone like you have all of the credentials, you have all of the successes at work, and somehow you still feel like, man, this is like I don't know. It's like I'm, I'm just, I don't know what everybody's thinking of me. It's like I'm not that good. <laughs> so, and um, this often then comes with chronic self-doubt, not knowing if I will be able to master the next challenge or if I will live up to everybody's expectation, um, and that we feel like a fraud, basically. Welcome to Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped. The show that brings you remarkable insights and practical steps to help you in becoming the best version of yourself. We're your hosts, Roz and Mike. We both didn't have it easy growing up. Through our story, we've made it our life mission to ensure every young individual will have the opportunity that we didn't have. This would be achieved through offering you unrivaled access to mentors and coaches and the opportunity to help you uncover how they impact our lives. Our vision is to have a world whereby we can all help shape each other's lives through shared experiences and carefully applied tools and systems that has been tried and trusted. So welcome our listeners, welcome to Coaches and Mentors and Wrapped. Yes guys, we've missed you but we're back. Yeah, it's been a while, it's been a couple of weeks since we, we published our last episode but uh, yeah, we have a, a stack of lineup coming up uh, you know, over the next few few weeks and few months so uh, stay tuned yeah we have dr nicole chieska with us today and you know dr nicole is going to be speaking from from germany you know we're global guys um and today's topic before she does her introduction is actually one that relates specifically to women but we want to keep it quite generic so the topic today is how unhelpful labels i.e imposter syndrome and lack of confidence are sabotaging your growth. When we say your growth, we mean the growth in all areas and it applies to all of us. So that's today's topic. Uh, so I guess without further ado, we'll hand the mic over to Dr. Nicole for a quick introduction and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I like this topic, kinda. I actually have a pet peeve with it, but we can go uh, into details about this in a moment. Uh, so I'm a scientist by training. I studied food chemistry. I have a PhD in chemistry. And uh, the first years of my career, I also spent in, you know, the science areas, consumer goods, innovation, product research, these types of things. And then through organizational restructuring and the phase of bore out and a whole lot of crying and so on. Anyway, life pushed me in a new direction, which is uh, focusing a lot more on people topics. So ever since 2017, uh, my my jam really is more about, um, you know, change management, coaching people, um, helping bring about good new transformations, both for businesses, but also for individuals. And yeah, like you said, so my main, my main focus in my one-on-one -on -one coaching practice is really on women in the science and tech fields. Amazing, amazing. Right. We love when, you know, there's a lot of uh, science and arts that comes into play in terms of helping people grow. Um, so, again, you know, right, right on the money there. So uh, can we kick off? Can you, can you tell us more about you know, how you will define imposter syndrome? Yeah. So <clears throat> this is really, you know, if despite all evidence for success, you still feel inadequate, 
You know, he's someone like you have all of the credentials, you have all of the successes at work, and somehow you still feel like, man, this is like I don't know. It's like I'm I'm just I don't know what everybody's thinking of me. It's like I'm not that good. <laughs> so and um, this often then comes with chronic self doubt, not knowing if I will be able to master the next challenge or if I will live up to everybody's expectation. Um, and that we feel like a fraud, basically. It's like we feel like, oh, somebody will find out about this. And um, yeah, even though there are so many, there's so much proof that, yes, we are capable. Yes, we have mastered many things. Yes, we can be on a steep learning curve, all of these things. And still, we, I don't know, there's just this complete disconnect between how we feel and how we think of ourselves versus what others see in us. Okay. And and what makes us feel overlooked and undervalued? Yeah. So plenty of things can contribute to that. And I thought about this a few times now and also what, you know, how this shows up both for myself, but also uh, for the clients that I work with. And um, so one thing, obviously, if we're not recognizing our own contributions and successes, so that is a little bit the pet peeve that I have with the label imposter syndrome that if we, I mean, I don't want, I mean, we want to acknowledge that people feel like this. Yeah. I sometimes feel like this too, but oh, yeah. Yeah. when we then just focus on this one thing and we, we call ourselves, you know, oh, I, I think I have imposter syndrome, this, then it becomes such a, such a heavy thing and that it stops us from actually starting to change our focus and attention towards the things that, you know, it's like starting to be willing to accept all of the evidence that we see. So it's really learning to see our own contributions and successes first uh, is, is really one good step. But there are other things that at, at work that make us feel overlooked and undervalued. So sometimes we don't get the level of recognition from others that we that we need to feel seen and that is that need is different for each of us. Um, sometimes it also happens that our work maybe ends up in the bin. So we're working our tails off, uh, for, especially if you work in things like product innovation, where really 90% is just for the draw. And only 10%, if you're lucky, make it to market. And so you constantly think, like, okay, what am I actually doing this for? Um, then sometimes another thing in companies that contributes for us to feeling overlooked is that it's just sometimes very intransparent as to why a certain person was chosen for a project or for a promotion instead of us. So right. it's left to our imagination you know, to, to give that a reason. And then what are we looking for, for all of the flaws in ourselves and not to all the million other reasons there, there might be. And um, yeah, and then there can be everyday small things like you share something, you share some thoughts in a meeting and people just look at you briefly and then go back to their own conversations. So when you're being completely ignored or even dismissed for this, or if you feel like yeah. you share an idea and then people look at you, oh, aren't you cute and naive, you know? So I, I, this sometimes happens to me. And then over time, obviously, you say, okay, you know, why bother? <laughs> I, I don't seem to have anything valuable to share. And then it becomes a little bit like a spiral, which we need to be very conscious to, yeah. to make the first step out of ourselves. 
Right. And, and you know, there's something you touched on as well, Nicole. You, you were saying that, um, you know, some people suffer from certain attributes. Um, so is there a difference between something that might suffer from, um, from the attributes of having a lack of confidence? Um, is it, so, for example, if someone actually did struggle with confidence, does that mean you have imposter syndrome? I don't want to make it too clinical, you know, it's like, this is, I don't wait, I don't want to make it like, you know, as like, okay, here are the five signs and now you're depressed sort of thing, you know, so, um, and it is a very individual experience as well. So, but what I, I mean, it helps in that moment to give it a name and and to call it something just to make it more tangible, you know, and and to not be like, this fuzzy cloud that uh, is around you, but if it's okay, I feel really unconfident right now. Or I feel I feel like an imposter right now. I feel like everything that I did doesn't really matter. So it's okay to to say that. It's actually a good thing to say that out loud once, but then not get stuck on this, but rather accept it as something that first of all you're not alone with feeling these things. Many people do, and just because you're feeling like this doesn't mean it has to determine what you do next. Yeah. So you can still choose to feel like this and hold space for that feeling, but continue to pursue things anyways. So maybe you, you know, that feeling when let's say you have to give an important presentation to senior management at work. And then before that presentation, obviously, you know, you get nervous, you start sweating and you're like, you know, the, the more time goes on, it's like you're just, you, you just, you can't focus on anything else anymore and you just want to get it over with. So what your body and what you're feeling is telling you is like, run, run and don't look back. But this project is important to you. And you know, this is like, this is not really an, an option if you, you know, it's like, <laughs> want to show your face again. So <laughs> you can't just ditch senior management right there. So you yeah. have the feeling you feel nervous, you feel a bit of stage fright, but you go in and give the presentation anyway. And that is kind of how I want us to, to treat that feeling, that uncomfortable feeling of in, being inconfident, especially for the things that we're doing for the first few times. Just saying, yeah. I'm supposed to feel like that, you know? I've never done this. How ca- like, how can I be confident in myself that yeah. I can do this if I've never done this before. So let me just feel this feeling, but do it anyway. Yeah. And, 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 you know, to your point, you know, there is a, that quote saying, you know, fight the fear and do it anyway, um, which is something that, you know, always resonates with me whenever I'm about to go and do a presentation or speak to the masses or et cetera. Yeah. So definitely, yeah. Fight the fear guys and do it anyway. Yeah, totally. <laughs> also very interesting i mean you're working with you know some very senior leaders right and this this way of us feeling in that in that you know discomfort or you know um you know i guess not being too overly confident it sounds like it flows through all the levels whether you're young uh just about to go to an interview whether you're mid you know mid mid, mid through your career or whether you are a senior leader it sounds like it's something that is part of us so that's that's interesting and refreshing to hear so we do have some, you know, some young listeners, uh, you know, in, as part of uh, in our audience, and it just, you know, to let them know that the, these feelings are normal, right? Embrace it from what you're saying. We had a, a lady, um, another coach, uh, if you remember, uh, Helen Tiffany. Yes. And I remember she said three things, or she had a, you know, she gave a number of a number of uh, 
insights. But one thing that stuck with us was the three C's, if you remember. Yeah. I think it was something like challenge, choose, uh, and, and chance or, or something like that. So the challenge is when you get those feelings and you made that point, challenge those feelings. Is this real? Yes, it's real. Okay, cool. Let me address it, right? Yeah. Um, and then you you choose. You choose how you want to react to it, right? Mm-hmm. Don't come to that yeah. feeling, but find, a, you know, a way out in, in a positive light. Um, and, then the, the, and, and then change your model, right? You know, f- f- find the right way to change. So it's interesting you mentioned that. But again, I also wanted to just hone in on the example that you gave in the boardroom, for example. You know, I've been uh, fortunate to be, you know, in, in those environments where, you know, you find some people very quiet, others are quite vocal. Do, do, do you think confidence, and I'm taking this slightly away from our topic, do you think the confidence is about who who's vocal, or because obviously you've got some rather very mm. quiet individuals in, in it could be amongst your friends, right? Yeah, I, I always say you know you, sometimes you you are the loudest, or you know. Oh, thanks. No, and there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing wrong with we that. We keep it one hundred on this podcast. There's nothing yes. wrong with that, but I guess I wanted to ask: Does quietness really reflect your confidence, or how would you how would you know if someone's confident? Um. You, know, you, you can't you can't really look inside people only only, the, only you know so i have sometimes seen people standing there looking incredibly confident giving a stellar presentation and i speak to yeah. them afterwards and say how do you do that man i would be a nervous wreck in front of the board yeah. and everything and then she says like oh no i'm shaking inside so much it's just somehow people don't see it on the outside so don't be fooled by what you see, what other people do. And has it something to do with quiet or not quiet? I don't think so. I mean, it might be. Yes. So some people might not shut up um, or might not um, share uh, and stay quiet because they are shy and they, they you know, they're, they're afraid of what might happen if they would say something. So that might factor in. However, sometimes people are also quiet deliberately. So I sometimes, when I find myself in a room with a ton of alpha people, so that might be alpha males, that might be alpha females, but, you know, the ones that are really, that have strong opinions, that always advocate for what they believe in, and they, they, they go in and, and just start sharing. And then I always, I sometimes even make it a point to wait until they quiet down naturally, because it's impossible to get a word in. So plus... I have already, you know, kind of sized up the situation. I had time to reflect and make my, make my, make my own thoughts. That is another thing. Some people really prefer to process things as they're talking through them. And that's just how, that's just how they, they think. And that's what they need. Whereas other people, they have a different way of processing their thoughts, which is by themselves. And so they won't say something for, for quite a while until they think like, okay, now I have arrived at the point that I want to share. And that's just that's just really yeah. different different ways of being. And that is, you know, the beauty and the challenge of diversity at work. And um it's just really important that we are aware of these differences for ourselves. And that especially let's say you are the host of a meeting, that you that you allow space for everybody to talk, no matter what their st- style or their preference is. And so if you notice somebody's being cut off all of the time or talked over, then you might want to intervene. So, okay, can we just, you know, have that person finish their point? 
Or if like the meeting is um, 75% done and there's one or two people you haven't heard from yet, then you can address them directly and just, you know, basically, okay, here's, here's your space to share your own thoughts now and so on. So we just need to be aware of this. It doesn't, neither is good or bad. It's just, you know, how do we make it work together? Excellent. And th th yeah. thank you for that uh, clarity on that. Um, what what are some of the pro tips, I guess, from you working with you know senior leadership um, that you, you can share with our audience and our listeners to help them elevate to get to that next level? And that next level could be, you know, you're a student, you want to move up to, uh, you know, the, the working world or, you know, you're just about to start your career. You want to move into, uh, you know, a good role. I mean, or you're already working in, in, in an established organization. You want to move up the ranks. What are, you know, maybe two or three tips that, that you'd share uh, for them to implement, uh, to elevate them? Hmm. So the first one is always knowing yourself. So yeah. that helps you to stand in sort of a grounded confidence or, or you know, have I always call it have credibility with yourself first before you can build credibility with others. Because, I mean, how, how you know, what is, it's like a castle built on sand, basically, uh, when, when you don't know yourself and you're just building up a facade of pretty sounding words, sort of, yeah. So uh, I am a huge fan of knowing what are your strengths, what are your passions, what are your aspirations, so that you yeah. know what you're good at, what you love doing and also where you want to go and not be distracted by sort of prestigious offers that come along, but might not really fit what you want to do or your personality, but that you can really um, say no to the ones that don't fit you and say yes to the ones that really do. So knowing yeah. yourself is a super good, and it is, this is something that continues over time because also we develop new or, you know, we increase certain strengths. So then we develop new passions or interests or, you know, so continuously learn who you are. And then the next important thing is really to learn how to talk about that in a way that fits your style. So some people really feel comfortable with going around quote unquote bragging or, you know, just boasting or just sharing their wins and just, asking for what they want and so on. Others feel more comfortable with more subtle ways of doing that. So find that way. But whenever you talk about these things, don't learn to not just talk about yourself, but always make it relevant to the person you're talking to. Um, right. Yeah. So that these would be two things. And how important are coaches and mentors um, and sponsors integral, integral to helping us achieve? I like to think this is, this is very important, right? I mean, I just before you you share your insights, um, Nicole, in the role that I'm in, you know, I have got a coach, um, but, but at the same time, I need a sponsor, right? And that's because I'm in a corporate world. But I think, yeah, I'm interested to get your feedback on holistically what what how you see the value of sponsors and coaches. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So they all have their value, um, but I personally would use them for different things. So okay. I, I personally always hire a coach or recommend people to hire a coach if you want a transform, transformation, you know, personal transformation in a certain area fast and massively build your skills of or, or your self-reliance and your problem-solving skills. So even if you're, if you're hiring a coach for one certain topic, 
um, yeah. what those strategies that you learn there and um, yeah, that way of thinking that you learn there, you can use that for any other new topic that comes along. So that's what I use or recommend coaches for. Then in terms of mentors, this is a really, really good thing, uh, especially if your mentor is inside your company, is if you want to capitalize on someone else's experience and knowledge and get those juicy insider tips that you wouldn't get anywhere else from because they typically know the ins and outs of the politics of the company. They know who knows who and they can really advise you on this and, um, yeah, and just really, really help you in that. But it's uh, mentors, especially if they don't do much coaching during um, when they talk with you, it's it's often we, we need to be mindful that this is secondhand reality yeah, and it doesn't apply one to one to our situation. Uh, but they definitely do have their merit. And I have a mentor myself and I find it invaluable. And then sponsors, they are really important if you want to make sure that you stay on the talent list or that you're considered when they're talking succession planning or promoting and these kind of things. So these are really people uh, who are in strategic places in, you know, wherever decisions are made and, uh, and, and you need them to advocate for you and make sure you stay on those lists and uh, are considered for whatever opportunities are coming along. Great. Great stuff. Crucial. Yeah. yeah it's it's been it's been insightful um and yeah i think i think you know when we go through the these um exciting conversations with with our coaches and mentors it, we always try and do a summary at the end but we don't do it justice so i think for the interest of our listeners there will be a summary you always go on up you know the the details on, on, on our, our links notes, yeah. on the show notes and there'll be a summary there so we just want to say, yeah, once again, uh, thank you uh, for, for, for your time. Thank you for your insights. Um, how can our, our, our listeners connect with you? Yes, how can they connect with you? Yeah, sure. So come find me on LinkedIn. It's pretty much the only social media platform I use. <laughs> so um, I love to connect there. And then, of course, you can uh, find me on, on my website, which is interactioncoaching.de. And also, if you're up for it and get a um, like a full week packed with professional development advice um, in one go, then you're invited to join the Women in STEM Reimagined Masterclass series. It's coming up again in September, and it's free and it's awesome. And yeah, great. Amazing. Where can um? Well, I'm sure if you if you send over the link, Nicole, we can include it in our show notes. Um, and yes, guys, please do check it out. Um, but Nicole, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped. Um, and yes, hopefully we hope to do this again soon with you. Um, but yes, all the best and thank you very much. And guys, thank you for tuning in today. Um, we hope you guys have got many things to take away. Um, but yes, guys, you know where it's at. Same time, same place next week. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Nicole. Yeah. Bye. For all the links to the resources discussed on this episode, click the details link next to the podcast. For any questions or topics you'd like to discuss, mentoring and coaching requirements, kindly drop us an email, support at cm-unwrapped.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, inch by inch you form a stitch. 
and 1% improvement daily can help you become 37 times better in a year. That's absolutely staggering. Let's go get this, guys.